please stand and join us in singing We Are Marching in the Light of God. to welcome everyone here this morning and I'd uh, like to welcome our guests that are here for the service and seminary expo today which will be going on in Java Junction from 11 to 3 p.m. Um, and now I invite everyone to join in the passing the peace and greet everyone around you. Okay. And now we're going to be singing another song it's called How He Loves.
affections are for me
So, Hannah, what did you do this summer for your service inquiry program? Um, well, Ben, um, I um, participated in the service inquiry program um, in Chicago. I, I worked with DOOR Chicago, which stands for Discovering Opportunities for Outreach and Reflection. Didn't you serve with DOOR as well, Danae? Yeah, yeah I did, um, but I was in Denver, so um, in a little different setting. And what we did? Uh, in Denver is we led youth groups that would come into the city for a week at a time. We'd lead them around to their service locations, um, doing various things like working at food banks, painting houses, working at um, animal shelters, things like that. So, so yeah. you with different youth groups from across the country? Yeah, yeah. Um, all different kinds, different denominations. Um, only a couple Mennonite churches um, because the convention was going on this summer. So we didn't have many Mennonites, but Lots of other denominations were represented, so it was good. And what about you, Emily? What did you do? Um, well, I actually was in Philadelphia this summer. Um, I worked with an organization called um, Oxford Circle Christian Community Development Association. We call it Triple CDA, <laughs> and um, it's funded by it's a nonprofit there, and it has a bunch of different programs for the local community. It was a um, urban, low-income area. And um, I actually worked with a summer camp there, and um, there was about 80 kids from the local neighborhoods and a lot of staff, and so I kind of corralled kids <laughs> through all these different places, and we had classes for them. Um, I taught a music class, but they also had dance and um, creative writing and ceramics. They had all kinds of things there, so. Yeah, it was really, really awesome. Well, that's interesting. I did something kind of different than you three. I was here in Goshen. Uh, I did archiving. Um, so I worked with J.R. Burkholder. He used to teach here. Uh, he was a professor of Bible and religion. He taught a bunch of peace courses. He actually started the uh, peace studies program here. Um, cool. So that was great, working with him and the archives, transferring papers from his house to the archives. Did you learned a lot about him then through that yeah. process? Uh, we went to the same church, so I knew him a little bit, but I definitely got to know him better through the summer. Um, and I also had a good chance to build relationships with Colleen McFarland, who's the director of Mennonite Archives here behind Newcomer. Um, so it was great getting to know her. She helped me through difficult times uh, where we didn't really know what to do with JR's papers. So. So she helps. She helped work through that with me. Yeah. So a lot of office work, kind of work. Or? Yeah, I would basically go in every day and uh, sift through lots of papers. Um, some would go to uh, professors here on campus. Some would go to the archives. Some would go to recycling. Um, <laughs> and so sorting, a lot of sorting papers. Yeah. Wait, what's your major again? I'm a history major, so it works pretty well. This is my history internship. Also, um, yeah, the service inquiry program is very flexible in that, that it worked with my history major, gave me an internship, yeah, works nicely. Did yours uh, pair with your major at all? Yeah, I'm actually a music education major, so I'm student teaching right now at Goshen High School, so it's been a little bit different than normal life here on campus. 
Um, but yeah, it was really great because I got to teach music to elementary kids. I had two classes, um, a kindergarten through second grade class and a third through fifth grade class. And we would sit in a circle and I'd play my guitar and we'd sing songs. It was really fun. And um, right now I'm with a high school students. So it's kind of nice to get a, a range of what I can do with music and to use it in this kind of service context was really, really neat. What about you, Danae? Um, I mean, mine fit really well with my major Bible and religion, so I got to do service, um, and actually this will fit really well with what I'm planning on doing uh, later on, which is going into voluntary service after I graduate. So this fit really well with kind of preparing myself to go into a longer-term service assignment and figuring out what I wanted to do, where, what kind of service I'd want to do. Um, so it, it really helped um, and fit really well with my major and also was my internship as well. So that worked out really nicely. So, and what, how, what's your major? Well, my major is communication, so it didn't actually um, directly relate um, to my major or, um, at, or um, work as an internship, um, but actually I added a minor because of my experience with the service inquiry program. I added a minor in conflict transformation wow. um, because of my experience in working with social justice issues. Hmm. Yeah. What kind of social justice issues? Um, well, um, a lot of different issues. Um, for example, uh, in where I was staying um, in Chicago, I was staying in the East Garfield Park area on the west side of Chicago. Um, and I was face to face with a lot of the, uh, the issues revolving around the education crisis and the closing of, of many schools um, and also violence in, in Chicago as well. And because I was um, in living there um, and, and a part of all that was going on, um, I really became really passionate about um, finding ways to to transform conflict um, and to kind of diminish the gap between um, between wealthy and lower classes. Um, yeah, and I experienced a lot. Of, there was a lot of gentrification going on in the in the city of Chicago, a way to kind of clean up the city, but. Um, in reality was really destroying a lot of a lot of the culture there. Did you experience that as oh, well? Yeah, I saw that all the time in Denver. Uh, the place where I was living was largely a Latino community, but um, in some people's minds, they were cleaning it up and making it a nicer area in La Alma Lincoln Park, but um, really a lot of culture was being lost um, through the gentrification of the area. And um, we could see in the people we worked with, the clients and in the service locations that uh, there is a lot of issues in this system, and one actually issue that we dealt with was the camping ban, which is going on in Denver right now. Um, What's that? The camping ban is something that they introduced last year, actually, that banned um, any kind of outdoor camping in downtown Denver. So basically, they made it illegal to be homeless um, in downtown Denver, which is really oh. sad. It's it's really hard on a lot of people that live there. So that was one thing that we dealt with a lot. And we would talk to the people in the city that were dealing with the, their homelessness situation and hear their stories. Were you with people long enough to build relationships with either the workers yeah. with you or with yeah. the people you um, I lived with nine people uh, in a house, so we definitely got to know each other pretty well. Um, but we also got to build relationships with our city director, our assistant city director, and also the uh, organizations that we worked with. Uh, we'd go to the same organization, so we built friendships with the people that worked there, but also the clients that 
were there and were involved in whatever programs that they were working with. So it was a really great experience to get to know people from different backgrounds, cultures that I never would have had a chance to meet otherwise. Hannah, did you have a similar living situation? Do you live like in a house or? Yeah, um, I lived in a house that was connected to the church where the groups would come in and stay. Um, And I lived with about four other people. Um, And that was interesting um, because um, many of the the summer staff came from different places across the US. And so, um, yeah, we we just got to know each other. We became like a family by the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting because I actually, was, I wasn't there with a, a bunch of other young adults. I lived with a host family, <clears throat> so we lived about two blocks away from the church, which was really nice. The summer camp I worked at was held at the church, um, so it was really nice. It took me like five minutes to walk to work every day, and um, the family I lived with were really great. They were part of the church, and um, they had three children, which kind of, it was nice because I don't have many young, I'm not around many young children anymore, and so that was kind of nice to build those relationships as well. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting because I came, I went out to Philly um, in June, and so they're actually still in school in June, which is kind of a bummer, but um, so I was able to go into the school system there, and um, Jen, the, the host mom that I stayed with, she went in and she played guitar with the kids because they don't have music classes, which was hard for me because it's something I learn about in my ed classes about all of these issues facing urban schools, but to actually be inside the school and work with kids who this is their reality, that was a very new experience for me. So, What was it like uh, building relationships with these kids from such different backgrounds? Yeah, I mean, I've never, I'd never lived in the city before. I grew up in Goshen and came to college here, but um, so it was really good for me to get into a urban context. I, I fell in love with the city. I loved being around so many people and the kids that I worked with were just really great. Um, so I had a span of kindergarten through eighth grade and then I also worked with high school students because they were also working at the camp. So it's like mentoring a wide, a wide range of ages. But there's one um, boy who stuck out in particular. I had different relationships with different kids but there's one in particular his name was Marcus. And he was very uh, withdrawn and reserved. And it was hard because the kids I worked with, I didn't know what they were going home to. Um, Likely it wasn't the kind of home that I grew up in. And so um, he was just a very difficult, difficult child to deal with. He would often just decide he didn't want to participate and then he wouldn't talk and he wouldn't do anything. And then one day we were in our creative writing writing class and um, we were doing this writing a story and I noticed that he wasn't participating so I just went over and started asking him questions and by the end of the time he like had a story about how he and his brother had played basketball one time or something but it was the look of accomplishment and the way he opened up just by showing having someone show that they cared and that they weren't just gonna forget him or let him slide through the cracks was crazy. So from then on, then from that point on, I kind of started to develop this relationship. And whenever we'd go on field trips or sit to sing, he'd always want to be next to me. And so that was one um, child specifically that stuck out to me and that I won't forget. And I, I, I'm hoping to go back, actually, over winter break. I don't know if you want to go back to your locations, <laughs> but I just fell in love with all the people that I got to know and the children. So, Definitely. yeah. And well, my, uh, my project was here in Goshen, so 
So a lot of things uh, were different than you guys. Uh, it was a much more comfortable situation, I think. Um, but one thing that maybe connects with you guys is learning how an archives is uh, an institution for social justice also. Um, so when I was getting acquainted with the archives, I learned a lot about how record keeping and is really important for justice and how, um, and how giving those who don't always have a voice a voice in the, in the archives uh, can be really important for holding people accountable, holding governments accountable, um, things like that. So yeah, that was really good to get to know that, even though I was here in Goshen in a very, very different setting. Yeah, I mean, one thing that we had with like um, giving a voice to the voiceless, that was something we stressed with our groups also, was um, the service of presence, um, which is not a service people normally think about, um, a service of being with someone and talking with them and building a relationship, instead of just the service of um, working and accomplishing a goal. Um, and so that was something that we challenged the groups to do and also challenged ourselves to do, to get to know people on a personal level, level and to um, hear their stories because stories are very important in defining who a person is. And so, yeah, it's, it's along the same lines of social justice for giving a voice to the voiceless, the forgotten people. It's amazing how much a difference it makes being in a in the setting yeah. <laughs> than just reading about it. I mean, I love the classes here that really make us think and deal with those issues, but for me, I don't know for you, but for me, it was just completely different mm -hmm. to be in it, you know, surrounded yeah. it, completely immersed mm -hmm. in it, and it made it real kind of on a different level. Definitely, yeah. What about for you, Hannah? Uh... Yeah, well, um, in my experience, it was a different form of education. Um, when uh, students would come in and, and serve with us in the city, it was a way to educate them about the issues going on in their own country, in their own neighborhoods. And um, a, lot, a lot of the students that would come and serve with us at DOOR um, came from uh, wealthy backgrounds from the suburbs and, and weren't really aware of what was really going on or what is really going on in, in uh Chicago and um, across the United States. So this was uh, the service that I was doing was a way to help educate um, students about things that they wouldn't normally learn at school in textbooks or in, in papers. This is a, a something that's it's a reality and that um, when when they're living in, in the neighborhood of East Garfield Park, they really um, become part of that neighborhood and see um, as they serve with the people with, with people at different organizations and they see the reality of it. Did you see yeah. a change throughout the week? You know, I, I did. In the beginning, um, it was really difficult. Each week would begin with, with students coming in and, and telling me, well, there really isn't many issues going on, and you know, racism isn't a thing, or all these things. And, um, and by the end of the week, um, we helped to open their eyes to see that, yeah, it, this is a reality, and yes, these are issues that are real. Um, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily exist. So this was our way of helping to, to open their eyes in a way to seeing the reality of life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something we did with our groups was challenge them to do, to have an action plan that they formed that when they would go back to their um, cities, wherever they're from, that they would put in place and then we would uh, remind them of that and like six months we'll send them something um, to be like, how, how have you kept up with this? Have you, 
have you put into place your action plan, what you want to try and do in your own community? And I thought that was really great to try and connect it to their own home and not just this place that you go away to serve, but to realize that you can serve in your own city as well. Kind of like you were doing serving here in Goshen. Yeah. I'm just curious, where did you find your service program that you wanted to do for SIP? Like when you found out you got SIP, what did, how did you go about looking for a place to be? I mean, I already knew um, about DOOR before, um, well, from being a kid, I already knew about DOOR, so this was a program that I thought would be a good fit. Um, I knew it had a three-month-long program that fits perfectly with that, and I, and I also knew that other um, SIPers had done it in the past, so I knew it, it would work, <laughs> um, and it really was a good fit for helping me uh, figure out what I want to do later on. Yeah, I was approached by Keith Graber-Miller and Steve Nolt, uh, two professors here on campus. Um, and they told me about the project and about how that might fit in with, an, with a history internship and how it could be good, important work uh, for preserving his legacy, really. J.R. Burkholders, that is. Mm -hmm. uh, and, so, and so, yeah, SIP program's pretty flexible, so yeah. it fit in with what I wanted to do. I just Googled. <laughs> I spent a lot of time looking up all of these different service organizations. I knew I wanted to be in a city, and I wanted to work with middle or high schoolers if I could, and yeah, I wanted to use music if I could, and so I did a lot of searching and kind of stumbled across Oxford Circle, and so, I don't know, I just think it's really neat how you can kind of make it whatever, mm -hmm. whatever works with you and yeah. with what you want to do. And even outside your major. Exactly, yeah. Um, I had, I, before I signed up for its service inquiry program, I had participated in um, a program called Radical Journey. It was a 10-month program um, abroad. I, um, I did that before I, I uh, began at Goshen College. And so because of that experience, I wanted to kind of continue that, um, that service um, over the summer as well, and I just uh, looked up the different programs that Mennonite Mission Network um, offers, and DOOR was one of them. I had never heard of DOOR before, so, yeah. So this definitely wasn't always easy for us, and I'm wondering how you guys uh, managed or got through difficult times during your projects, yeah. during your summer. Or what were the hardest parts yeah. as well? Oh, I don't know what the hardest parts were. Probably um, dealing with, um, different relationships and things, but um, one way that we really worked through that was myself and another uh, participant, we would sing, which was awesome. Um, and so we would spend time like in the front yard <laughs> singing for all the world to hear and we didn't care and it was, it was great. Um, and, and so that was a great time. And then also every uh, Thursday we'd go up to the mountains, which I mean, they were so close. It was, it was wonderful being in Denver, being so close to the mountains. And so we'd take the groups up there um, to Mount Falcon and you can like look out over Denver and see the sun setting. And it's a beautiful place to reflect and spend time by yourself. And we'd do that, send everyone out to like 15 minutes by themselves in the woods. And it was a great place to reflect. And, um, try and just make sense of what, what I'm seeing and what I'm doing there in the city. So it really helped. What about you? Um, yeah, definitely um, the, the relationships that, that I had with the other summer staff was really important. Um, it, 
It was definitely difficult um, serving in a city that I was not really familiar with in a new, it, it was a new culture in a way. The Midwest, I, I grew up on the East Coast, so the Midwest um, is very different from what I grew up with. And, um, and so because of that, I definitely struggled trying to understand what was going on in Chicago. So at the same time, I was kind of learning along with the students as well, um, just trying to understand um, the um, extent of what is really happening. Um, but the relationships that I had with, with my housemates was, was really important. Yeah, what about you? Um, yeah, actually for me it was, it was really hard being so far away and out of my comfort zone and not without my friends, you know, a big support really close to me. And so actually my first night in Philadelphia, I was having a little, I was feeling a little scared. <laughs> it, was, it was, you know, it's new. Um, but um, I started listening to this song. It's called Oceans Where Feet May Fail. I don't know if any of you have heard of it, um, but I actually sang it with, a, with the worship team at convention this summer. And so as I was listening to that song, the words just kind of were very comforting. And um, I just really, it really helped me feel at peace and to know that it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be pushing yourself outside of what you're familiar with, so. Yeah. Yeah. Could we hear that song? I yeah, think. would you like to, yeah, we, we can listen to it. Listen to the words.
listening to our stories. Thank you for um, coming to chapel. Um, if you'd like more information about the Service Inquiry program, you can feel free to check out the Campus Ministries webpage. Also, in the Connector by Java, there's going to be a Service and Seminary Expo. Thank you for coming. Go in peace.